This is Taking Care in Business, a podcast that dives into the topic of corporate social responsibility from many different perspectives. Host Kathy Pedrotti Hayes is an expert in CSR and philanthropic giving, and her co-host, Vicki Bolson, is the founder and CEO of Bolson Group, a unified marketing company that was also the first B Corp certified company in Indiana. Kathy and Vicki became friends and equally passionate about CSR when they first worked together several years ago. Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business. Hey, Vicki. Hey, Kathy. How are you today? I am great. How about you? I'm hanging in there. Good. Well, hey, I'm excited to welcome our guest today, Cynthia Pizarro, who is the president of Seaspring Consulting and founder of Ohana Software. It's actually a really funny story. For many years, as I was getting more involved in corporate social responsibility in the B Corp movement, I had so many people tell me that I needed to get to know Cynthia. And we had uh, exchanged emails back and forth, but we actually never met. And then one day, I was watching my son play tennis, and I turned to the woman next to me and introduced myself to her. And guess who it was? Oh, my <laughs> <word>. Cynthia Pizarro. <laughs> That's funny. So since that time, we've had the opportunity to get to know each other more. And everyone was right. Cynthia embodies the CSR philosophy, both through her company, Seaspring, as well as Ohana. Um, with offices in Indianapolis and Raleigh, North Carolina, Seaspring is a certified WBE that consults for both private and public sector clients. The company started in order to help emerging businesses with IT solutions. Throughout their history, they have remained committed to hiring only the best talent and working tirelessly for customers' success. Seaspring's name is a reflection of their people and a constant reminder of the firm's culture and core values. Spring implies the fresh approach they take to their business and exhibits the energy and flexibility of staff. It also reflects the culture which is positive, confident, optimistic, energetic, and embraces change. The C serves as a daily reminder of the four core values that drive their actions. They are committed, collaborative, consultative, and caring. Ohana Software was born out of Seaspring's growth and desire to keep connections with its work family. Ohana is an employee engagement software that helps promote and preserve company culture. So let's welcome Cynthia. Yay. Hi, Cynthia. Hi. (laughs) I wish I would have been at that tennis match. Isn't that so funny? (laughs) Yeah. No, well, uh, we have a funny story, too. We were at a True You CEO roundtable, and you were two chairs away from me, and I knew it was you, and I knew we wanted you to be a podcast guest, but I had to leave early that day, and I didn't get to come say hi to you, so. It was meant to be for us to sit together, (laughs) though, wasn't it? Exactly. So I'm just going to jump right in um, and ask what CSR means to you and how, you know, you've evolved with this um, desire to be socially responsible. Yeah, well, um, CSR is not even a term that I think I had heard of before meeting Kathy. (laughs) And, um, And what I really see it as is, you know, being a business that's more about, um, it's not just about profits or it's not really about profits. It's about people and profits come from kind of focusing on people and stakeholders first and doing the right things. And I've always believed that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. People over profits. That's right. (laughs) So when you were forming Seaspring and I want you to talk a little bit about that and also Ohana, but when you were forming Seaspring, which, which came first, um, would you say that your corporate social responsibility or that, that, 
people first mentality was always there? Was that by default or design? No, it was always there. I mean, I am a people person by nature. Everything is about people and making a positive impact. And from the very start, um, what resonated with me and I tried to instill in, uh, in my folks was that, you know, every time that we deliver success to any one of our clients, it gave us the ability to make a positive impact, not only on our clients' environments, but in the lives of our consultants, as well as in the community. And so we made a very concerted effort about uh, paying it forward, giving back, and really creating, uh, you know, opportunities to serve in multiple ways by serving even a single client. You've evolved then into, I love the story Mm -hmm. about Ohana, but I love the story about why you started Ohana. Yeah, you know, I was, I I love, one of the things I loved the most about having a consulting business, it was just always about the people. Every stage of my career has really been about the people. And um, so we were blessed to start having an opportunity to scale the business. We were um, hiring pretty rapidly. And what happened was it got harder and harder for me to spend time uh, with my folks personally. And I felt like maybe, you know, some of the why of what we were doing, it was harder uh, to communicate. And as a leader, I know it's my job. Someone once told me my job is to be the chief reminder officer. (laughs) And so, you know, I can say it once, but I need to say it again and again and again for it to be remembered and also for it to be uh, instilled in them that it's actually important, that it's not just words, right? And so, um, so yeah, I found that harder. Uh, probably the breaking point was about 40, 45 people uh, at our organization. I, I know people feel pressure even before that, but I was like, I need something to get better at communicating. It wasn't enough that I cared about the people and that I cared about communicating well. I still felt like it was a challenge. And the thing that's been really cool about Ohana is I've had a chance to talk with a lot of business leaders about how they communicate and get out the most important messages and filter out all the noise of everything that we're getting bombarded with every day. And I found out I was not alone. Like most people are challenged to communicate well and then to really create um, connections, not just individually, directly with their folks, but between their folks. And so that's that's what we developed Ohana to do for our team at Seaspring. And then, you know, the fun part of the story was it worked so well that we could pay that forward and make that available to other people. And then we get to see that multiplied um, by helping other companies to do the same thing. What's Ohana mean? Ohana is Hawaiian for family, but in the Hawaiian culture, what's cool is it's the family that you choose. So it can be your immediate family, but it can be your family at work. It can be, you know, your tennis family or whatever. (laughs) And, um, And so, yeah, it's the Ohana that you choose. And there's also in the Hawaiian culture... Um, some implications there. So, you know, as a leader, we have an obligation to our people to, you know, make decisions that are going to impact the whole. Um, And then as members of the Ohana, there is a reflection of the whole, right? And so there's a responsibility to do your best and to be an ambassador of that Ohana. So, so, you know, we came up with the name, but we love the name. Like, it just mm-hmm. kind of speaks to everything that we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. 
Can you talk, I've seen it obviously and used it, um, but can you talk a little bit about how the software works? I mean, don't get technical with sure, us. Sure, right? sure. <laughs> I, I will glaze over. Yeah. But but how you've used it and how you've seen other companies, maybe, maybe yourself or maybe other companies have used it to promote employee engagement or that CSR. Ohana was built to be incredibly intuitive. It was mobile first um, because... Well, the fact of the matter is we're on our phones too much, right? <laughs> but the reason that we're on our phones, and I've said this, and um, you know, I think it'll resonate with you and most of our most of the listeners is, you know, like when you think about a, a smartphone or an iPhone, it's probably the most engaging piece of technology that has ever been. That's true, right? And why is that? It's so personal. And one of the reasons that we look at it so much, it's got everything about us, everything that we care about, you know, and um, and so it's become an extension of us. And it's and so Ohana was designed to be mobile first, to be able to lean into that, communicate the way that we're communicating personally, but the businesses have been a little slower to adopt. And then also we developed it to be social. So it's very intuitive. So it feels a little bit like a social media but it's smarter than a social media behind the scenes. Like for uh, leaders, we can um, uh, control who is able to post what. We are able to put out messages in a scheduled way that kind of, again, underscore those messages that we think are most important about why we do what we do and what the ripple effect is and what each person's role is in that. And then celebrate wins real time. Like, you know, if you're working outside the office and you get a newsletter or you go to a meeting, like quarterly meeting or whatever, it's kind of anticlimactic. Like, yeah, thanks for recognizing me, but that was kind of six weeks ago. Or, gosh, I wish I would have known that we won that, you know, account or whatever. And so it's just about being real-time and really communicating to people in the way that they want to communicate. But um, from a leader's perspective, making it really easy to be that filter for the most important Mm -hmm. stuff. Um, just kind of as an example, you know, if I send out something via email that's super important, 30% of people admit that they never read their email. (laughs) And, you know, that's kind of funny, but I get, I get bombarded by email and I miss stuff. Right. And I, I plan to read my email, but there's some people that uh, don't lean into that and stuff gets lost. The most important stuff gets lost. So Ohana is built to be intuitive but also like this filter for leaders to get that most important stuff out. Did that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. I was trying not to be technical. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example. Like, have you used it in the last few days? Oh yeah. I use it every day. Tell us something you, you put out there. I'm just curious. Okay. So, um, yesterday I was walking down the street on the way to an appointment and I decided, you know what, it'd be kind of cool to just take a video of myself walking down the street (laughs) and tell people where I'm going and what I'm up to. Um, that I don't usually do that and, but it was well received. And then, um, you know, I'll do regular posts on just what's going on in the company. Um, I'll do a high five, a virtual high five to say, Hey, great job. So I've done that. Um, yeah, posting pictures, uh, doing updates. There's ideas and suggestions that you can put out. Oh, one thing, um, is there's a pulse survey that comes out and so 
I love to look at what people are looking, you know, thinking and feeling so that I can shape my communications to really address right. where maybe I haven't communicated enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I always go there for the directory. It's the easiest way for me to just find my people, get the folks that I need really easy and keep it all again, kind of inside of a tool where it's, it's bucketed for me. It's separated out. These, this is my ohana. You know, this is where we communicate and connect. So, so uh, we had a, a guest on another episode and in doing research for that guest. I read, what was it, $720 million annually or something is spent on employee engagement? Billion. It's seven no, $720 billion globally, I believe, is the okay. number lost. Globally. Lost in, in, ex- in cost yeah. associated with employee engagement. Mm-hmm. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, it's hard. It's a little hard to quantify. And I think that's where people fall down. So there's these big companies that do studies and they try to quantify the impact. I mean, so it's from turnover, you know, to um, just a disengaged workforce that's not as productive uh, to, you know, even quality issues, certainly mm-hmm. customer satisfaction. Mm-hmm. So happier I shouldn't say happier, more engaged employees, because it's like you want to say they're happier, and they generally are. But right. that's, it's not a measurement right. of happiness. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of will they tap into the discretionary energy that uh, they're willing to uh, put in there because it matters. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they see the impact that they're making, and they've bought into the company's mission and vision and their value and all that, mm-hmm. the ripple effect. And so, um, so yeah, it's really expensive. You know, it is, it is a huge, it's, it's hugely expensive to have people not engaged. And study after study says it's only about 30% that's engaged. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we've heard that before yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's so interesting. I don't, I don't think, Vicki, you were at this conference with me, and, and I heard Marshall Goldsmith speak um, he's the author of What Got You Here Won't Get You There, Leadership Coach and all that. And his assertion is is that employers, it's not up to them to have to, to engage employees. It's up to the individual employee, which is kind of, I get what he's saying, but um, it's, it's very interesting, kind of an interesting argument in yeah. terms of all of that. You know, I went into... Spring and I went into Ohana with a heart for people, but just building Ohana, like I was still a novice, like I had a lot to learn about engagement. And so I just kind of like entrenched myself in studying what can we build into this tool that will help with that. And then in speaking with people to be able to speak to it. And I think the one, the biggest thing for me that I just it's not that you don't sometimes know, but it's like you hear it and your light bulb goes off. And it's all about, to your point, shaping employee experience. Like, we can't tell an employee that they're going to be engaged, right. but they're going to come in with these experiences. You know, even talk about corporate social responsibility. Like, do employers right. just say that or do they mean it? And so they're coming into your organization with experiences from other companies where maybe they said it and they never meant it, Mm -hmm. they never lived it. And so they don't believe you. And unless you shape the experiences to inform that corporate social responsibility is important, those employees are cared for, they're part of something bigger, and then you reinforce that, you can never get past experience. um, Experience will uh, 
dictate belief, right? Inform and reinforce belief, and then uh, and then those beliefs are going to produce actions, right? And then the actions are going to produce results. But foundational to that is experience. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so it's reinforcing in every way, whether it be you know through some kind of filter of your communications like we're using for Ohana or if you're standing in front of your people and reiterating the same message again and again and living it out that's the only way that you're going to get them to uh, to shape the beliefs and to believe you right you know proof is in the pudding right? proof is in the pudding yeah. absolutely so one of the things and, and because we do know each other yeah we have a similar tennis family um that I found really interesting about Seaspring was that your values are so out there, right? Mm-hmm. And and I do know you, and I know that's how you operate. Can you talk a little bit about that in terms of promoting the corporate culture and and coming up with those four Cs and, and how they manifest within the company? Yeah, um, well, the four Cs, it's, I guess, maybe a little bit of a funny story maybe I shouldn't even share it but it's so (laughs) when when we wanted to when we were building our brand and it was really about we want a brand that reflects our culture we came up with the word spring you know we're positive and energetic and uh, fresh and all these things that we really felt organizationally so it wasn't me it was like my team a large subset of my team that came up with that and then we knew that the domain wouldn't be available for spring.com and we're like we need something else and so we just started brainstorming and there were so many words that started with c and we were circling those that meant the most and it was all about culture Mm -hmm. it was all still reflections of you know our culture and our values and what we thought were important we thought it was super important to be committed to what we do and to do it well and that uh we you know we work together like i am collaborative by nature you know i will not run you over i'm not that kind of a leader like you know i'm not very type a to be perfectly honest let's just all you know kind of work together is my nature so collaborative was natural um you know uh consultative that's what every client said they weren't always getting on the mm-hmm. for a consulting business. They would get someone who has expertise, but not necessarily who would stop and say, "But have you thought about this?" You know. And so we wanted that to be uh, always in front of our people, and then caring. And so that's paying it forward and showing that we care about each other and about our clients and the community. And so we're going to make decisions um, that show that we care, even when, you know, they're not necessarily good for Seaspring, right? Like it's good for others. And so, um, so anyway, those have been there. They have tested, you know, passed the test of time. People lean into that, whether they're, you know, recruited in their recruits or they're in the company. Clients have specifically said, we selected you because of those values. So we love putting that out there and we use it as guardrails to say, okay, this is how we're making decisions. But I learned something not very long ago in sitting with Sarah Taylor, who is the managing, um, what is managing director or something of the Container Store in Indianapolis. Yeah, and she shared with me um, the the founding principles of the Container Store, which I don't know if they're available on the internet, but they're worth googling for sure. And 40 years ago, the container store put these founding principles in place. And associated with each one of those is like a story that makes it like you remember the stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so they use this in recruiting. They use this on onboarding. They use it 
for everyone, and they've lasted 40 years. And what I learned from her is to associate those values with stories and definition and so forth so that it can be brought to life with my people and that they're not just words that maybe someone would have a different definition of than me. And so that's something actually that we're working on right now. We've just kind of put those together at the inspiration of the container store and are rolling that out to our folks. Isn't that neat? So you have a story for each of your C's then? We have a story for at least two of them and we have great, you know, passion behind the others, but probably still we'll try to get some stories. Yeah. That it would be memorable, that there'd be a word picture for people to say, yeah, that's why we're caring. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's why we're committed or consultative or collaborative. That's cool. So since you launched Ohana within your own organization and others, um, how do how how do you measure if it's if it's impacting your business positively? Yeah, or well, how do others that are using it do yes. that? Yes. Well, the most obvious way is are people in there, right? Interacting with each other, uh, liking posts, responding to you know different posts, or just connecting with each other. That's the most obvious. Um, but you know, the results are on the other side of the equation. They're kind of at the bottom of, you know, the, um, the income statement, right? Because it impacts so many different things. It impacts, like I said, turnover, right? Mm -hmm. So we're measuring that. How's that been impacted? Is there a correlation between people who have been, uh, more involved and active with each other, more recognized and so forth? Uh, are we seeing a correlation? So we're measuring that kind of information. So, um, so yeah, it's that it's that kind of stuff that we're measuring. So, um, you know, customer satisfaction. We're measuring their net promoter score. We're measuring employees' net promoter score, and that's not that's one piece of the puzzle. And then we're gluing all of those pieces together to put together a story, mm-hmm. and the story is data driven, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what most of the stories are, and so. Um, that's kind of a little bit of a competitive advantage maybe for us because Seaspring has a data practice. Mm-hmm. And so we're wired to think about the data and then what stories is the, are the data telling us and giving us insights to improve the business and improve the way that we communicate. So that's all built in actually in Dohana. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Kathy. So what advice mm-hmm. would you give to our listeners, people out there, maybe businesses trying to either start or develop or improve their corporate social responsibility practices? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that um, I think that you have to make it personal. And so I can say to my team, listen, it is so important to Seaspring. It is so important to Ohana Software that, you know, we are um, socially responsible, that we are a um, a people first business, that it's people over profits, that our stakeholders matter and all of the rest will come. But, you know, two things I would say to answer your question, Kathy, is you have to be the chief reminder officer, mm-hmm. right, for them to believe it. Uh, And then you have to live it Mm -hmm. like you have to make it personal for you and they have to see it and lead by example and um, and then they will follow. And so I'll speak to Ohana one more time. You know, each thing is a little bit of an experiment, but this is working for us. So we have um, a category basically for different things that we're doing, whether it be paying it forward to people, client successes that we're, you know, that we're able to um, drive and pay forward or even, you know, 
uh, community service. And so those are kind of automatically categorized for us in Ohana. So we're building these narratives and stories that literally are over years. I mean, now is for Sea Spring. It's two years that we've been using Ohana. And so if anybody ever said, oh, we don't do that because they don't remember mm-hmm. or I ha- they haven't heard it in the mm-hmm. past, you know, month, <laughs> whatever, I mean, there's a story that constantly reminds them. So that's what I would say. I would say just remember that you're the chief reminder officer and that you have to live it. And it's got to be personal to you because it's not necessarily people aren't going to come knowing that that matters to them, you know, Mm -hmm. to start. This was this was really a great interview. I love talking to you. And I I'm now inspired to go back and look at our core values and put a story to each of them, too. Yeah, I think that's powerful. That's that's really a, a really great idea. So, okay, where can people find out about Seaspring and Ohana? Oh, thanks. Um, so Seaspring, um, we're on the web at seaspring.com, C-S-P-R-I-N-G.com. And Ohana is tryohana.com. So Ohana is O-H-A-N-A, okay. tryohana.com. And do you have any social media handles that you want to share? I'm sure we do. <laughs> oh, just we, on the website. we just took this oh. selfie. I hope it's on there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll have to be on there. I don't know them off of the top of That's my head. Okay. I think They're it's on Ohana Software is is the Twitter handle, and I can't remember. It oh, just comes people up know for how me. To, people know how to find people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Cynthia, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you both for, for having me. Here. This was fun. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Sosi, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com. Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at takingcareinbusiness.com. Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take Take care care in in business. business.